Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Recover Everything podcast, where we have honest discussions about everything in recovery. I'm your host, Chris West. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to us on all the major streaming platforms. Uh, We need subscribers. That's kind of how this podcast thing works. And rate us on iTunes. You can follow us at Recover Everything on all the social media apps. You can follow us at Recover Everything on social media. And don't forget to go to our website and say hello. Leave a comment. Be interactive. On our show today, we have Amber Hanel, who is writing the book Expedition, which the book's main focus is self-love. And we talk a lot about self-love on this episode, which I think is commonly misunderstood and severely underused. My co-host today is Dr. Sarah Shonian. Enjoy. tell the joke okay so guy walks into a bar (laughs) so it's already funny (laughs) and he goes up to the the bar and he's hearing all of these little like you look great you look nice and he asked the bartender like what is that who like who what is this he goes oh it's the peanuts they're complimentary (laughs) i don't get it oh because he's hearing like you. you look great you look nice Way to go. You're awesome. And then complimentary mm-hmm. as in like they're shouting uh, compliments instead uh, of like free complimentary. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One's an I, one's an E. I don't know which. I'm mm-hmm. dumb. Get it? <laughs> now? Yes. Are you sure? I don't. I get it. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I got it. He's like, know. oh, the peanut gallery. It. Really? <laughs> no, I got well, it. That's kind of another twist mm-hmm. to it. That's what right. I was thinking was peanut gallery. But I was also looking at the levels. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Recover Everything podcast. I'm your host, Chris West. Today's co-host is Dr. Sarah Shonian. Hi, everybody. How's it going? And our guest today is Amber Hanel. Hello. How are you today, Amber? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Have you ever done a podcast before? No, I haven't. This first one. My first one. Nice. You're writing a book. I am. What's your book about? My book is about self-love and how to reach that for yourself and not the like frilly take a bath and go out with girlfriends, that kind of thing. It's like the deeper level self-love and how to find that for yourself. Am I allowed to say that I'm, you asked me questions for it? Yeah, because she asked me questions to be a, in her book. And I've, you're in her book. Yes. Dr. Sarah's in the book. Wrote Dr. Sarah's in the book. Wrote answers to them and rewrote them (laughs) because I too am on this like self-love journey right now. Mm -hmm. And so I keep writing and unwriting and writing. And Amber's probably like, just what you have, you psycho. (laughs) Just submit it. My friend the other day said that she's like, thanks for being neurotic enough to care. I mean, it's true. I'm really neurotic. Like that's just Mm -hmm. knowing that you care for sure. But what, how many, 
How many times did you submit something to her? I haven't submitted anything yet. I just keep oh. writing and unwriting. So and then she's not in the book yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I can't get my shit together. Why? Because self-love is hard. It's very hard. Like, what do you love about yourself? Me? Personally? Yeah. Nothing. See? So he, he needs, needs your book. book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this because we're going to yeah. get into some stuff. Yes. Uh, here in a minute. Oh, I'm scared. Uh, Don't be afraid. Not really. I just want to... <laughs> why? I do this to all the guests. Yeah. They have a specialty and then I make them go to work on me. Mm -hmm. Right. Fantastic. He does. It's true. It's fun. Uh, This is, this is my therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Um, So where are you from? Let's do a little history first. Okay. Um, Well, I've been in Las Vegas for 14 years, originally from Ohio. Ohio. Mm -hmm. Buckeyes. Buckeyes. I know a lot of people from Ohio. For some There's reason. a lot mm-hmm. here. There's a lot of Ohio people well, here. My best friend is from Ohio and he loves Ohio. It's crazy. I love Ohio, but I also love that I'm not there anymore. Why? Uh, <laughs> middle America. Well, right now, because there's a ton of snow on the ground. Okay. And that's not fun. cold. I mean, it's fun to watch and you think that it's a lot of fun, but it's not fun to dig your car out of. Mm. Agreed. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm from LA. Oh. No snow. No. So you're from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Why'd you come here? UNLV. I went to school at UNLV. For? Anthropology. Anthropology is? The study of humans. Mm-hmm. Just in general? Yes. There's a lot of. It's um, pretty broad. It is. There's a lot of specialties mixed. mixed Did you have a certain there. specialty? Forensic anthropology. So like crime scenes? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> like CSI? Yes. Kind of. Kind I mean, I'm being yes. kind of ridiculous about it, but right? I'm interested. Yeah. yeah. Explain some of that. Um, well, it's, it kind of sucks because I graduated and interned with Metro and then they went on a hiring freeze. Mm. So, so they didn't hire you. I work in construction. <laughs> Are they still on a hiring freeze? Um, How long ago was For that? the most part, yeah. Because nobody, I mean, nobody retires I, they, well they have to retire nobody mm. quits that job oh you know yeah because I mean? it's it's a sweet gig oh yeah it's a sweet gig i think i looked into it at it's one a point odd. to work for metro uh yeah i was up for uh like a forensic photography position for a while oh that would be that would be terribly really depressing not for me yeah, yeah you'd love it me too i'd love it uh they did not hire me <laughs> <laughs> so you go to from ohio to here you came to UNLV for mm-hmm. anthropology, mm-hmm. Uh, forensic anthropology. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does, where, where's that line where you start to get into being an author? Well, I think. What's, I, the, what's the story behind I that? I think anyone who gets really, who continues their education beyond a bachelor's degree is an author. <laughs> oh. Preach. Um, because you're constantly, yeah, you're constantly writing. So that was always something I wanted to do. And what got me writing this specific book was the, how do I say the recovery of my husband? Okay. So your husband's in recovery. He is, he's an alcoholic in recovery. Can you say how long he's been in recovery? Of course. Yeah. Um, he's been in recovery now for since March. So however long that is, I don't math well. Almost a year. Yeah. How long you guys been together? Um, five years. Five years. Yeah. When did you, what year did you go to UNLV? I started in UNLV in 2005. Okay. Graduated in 2010. What year did you meet your husband? Um, five years ago. <laughs> 2018. 2013. Nobody's doing the math. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. 2013. Something like that. 
Um, when did you get into construction? Um, 10 years ago. Oh, so that's that what crazy? you've been doing. Yeah. The longest. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to, but it's stuck. Yeah. What do you do in the construction field? I am a commercial estimator. What is that? What is it? I estimate like how much it's going to cost to build buildings. Wow. Mm. It's pretty fun. That's why I've stuck with it. <laughs> so long. How often do you lowball and how often do you highball? Oh man. All the time. Is it better Both. to do one or the other? It depends on who I'm bidding to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so husband is in recovery. Yes. Um, when did that start becoming an issue? Like how did, did you know what right, right off the bat? Were you guys like partying a lot? I mean, or? if I'm being honest, yeah, of course I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to admit that because we were having fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when, when did you see the slope go down? Like um, when it, when it was affecting our lives, mm-hmm. like in a, in a very negative way. Examples. If you don't mind. Um, just fighting a lot. Um, having, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer, I guess. I was just asking, were there signs where you're like, oh, I guess, uh, we need to nip this oh, in the for butt. Sure. I mean, you know, when someone starts hiding it. It's, you know, okay. it's an issue and lying and, you know, the, the typical behaviors, I guess. Sure. So oh, what did you do next then? I got really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Rightfully so. Yeah. It was, I was so angry and, um, broken hearted all the time and just trying to figure it out. How do you, how do you love someone who does this? And mm-hmm. I'll go ahead. I'm kind of curious how you guys met. Through a friend. Through a friend? Yeah. Did you ever get mad at that friend? No. <laughs> no. What? That would be funny, though. <laughs> Look what you've done to me. What Damn it, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Sharon. Oh, if her name was Sharon, that would have been, that would have been amazing. Perfect. Yeah. How, how close was I? Not even <laughs> remotely. Her name's Gabriel or right. something. Yeah. So you guys meet five years ago. Mm-hmm. How quick was the, was it like immediate connection? Yeah, for sure. Um, we joked that we were like six month daters, so we would see each other every six months and go on a date and then not see each other again. That's a long time. Yeah. How often, like how long did that? I mean like a year. Okay. So. So you saw each other. Yeah. Lots of time apart. Right. Saw each other. Then you got married. Then we got married. Yeah. yeah. That's (laughs) pretty much, uh, yeah. Pretty much the third six month date. (laughs) They got hitched. How how you feeling? You want to get married? Sure. Mm -hmm. Why not? Um. I think he's asking for your love story. Yes. Oh, um, right. Okay. Well, so, I mean yeah. that it kind of is. Dudes have a hard time. <laughs> it kind the of romance. is very close to that. I mean, we, something clicked the last time we got together and we just were kind of inseparable since. And to everyone else, it really did look like we got married after knowing each other for like six months, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we had known each other a long time and. You yeah. knew him before you started dating? From well, yes, because we six month period, right? The six month yeah. period of time that I'm kind of curious about what your friend said about him to you. Mm. What's funny? This is this is funny. Um, when I first met him, I'm like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> like this guy's right. a, yeah, he's really ugly. he's really annoying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he grew on you. Well, he literally said to me, like, I'm gonna marry you one day, the first day that we met, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, psycho. Yeah, You're weird. Yeah, <laughs> weird guy's got it going on though. Do they? Yeah, they do. I'm a weird guy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I see what you're. Mm-hmm. 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 So weird. 
Right. Pick we're up honest. Weird guys are so we're honest. Cool. We right. say things like, I'm going to marry you mm-hmm. on the first mm-hmm. date. Right. That's nice, yeah. though. I mean, well, if it's right, it's Aren't right. Aren't you guys it into like out. law of attraction stuff, putting it out there? Yeah, Isn't that what he did? You have For to sure, I suppose. <laughs> man, he manifested the shit out of you. For yeah. real. Man, that's I great. just now realized that. Thank wow. you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Glad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you guys are together, some partying going on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, he starts doing stuff, uh, hiding it mm-hmm. and other actions. Yeah. Being excessive. Hiding it. So where was the, uh, when did you confront him about a bunch of times? Yeah. Was there like a straw that broke the camel's back? Not really. Just over time, you know, gets to be too much. And it's so hard too, because like when you're in a relationship like that and you feel that your partner's kind of like drifting away Mm -hmm. or you want to know why you want to have more information then it, you feel kind of crazy. Yeah. Because it's crazy making. Mm-hmm. Like you want to figure it out. You want to be in control. You want mm-hmm. to do all these things and it's not, it's mm-hmm. hard. So you're working on a blog yes, about uh, having a husband that is, yes. has an alcohol addiction. Yes. More so working on projects to, for spouses, specifically wives, that don't know because it's so lonely. I mean, it's, it's really lonely to go through that. And you don't realize that you need to work on yourself because you're constantly trying to work on them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I realized was I, I needed to figure my own shit out and be there for myself and love myself first. Um, does it, is there come a, like a, a line where it's like when you're working on yourself or where you have to make that decision of like whether or not this person is right for me? Mm hmm. Yeah. What, what, what made you lean towards I'm going to stay with my husband? Because, and, and I've said this so many times, but he is the absolute best human I've ever met in my life. So he wasn't like a mean drunk? No, no. Um, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's awesome. He's hilarious. You mm-hmm. know, he's the best person I know. So that is what made me stay, stay regardless of. So what were the steps after? Okay. We need, he needs help. Where, where, where do you go from there? What was like the next, was he open to getting help? Did he think he had a problem? No, not at all. Um, I think he was open to it to get me to stop (laughs) talking about it. Okay. Um, does he still think he has a problem now? He knows he has a problem now. Yeah. Um, it was a long road, Mm. especially because like, like Sarah said, you're trying to control it. And trying to push that person because you know they can, you know what can happen there, but they don't believe it. And in your head, you think the more you talk about it, the more they're going to believe it. And it's just not true. Yeah. I'm uh, curious about, oh, sorry, your personal, like internal process, because I think it's really common to always talk about the person living with an addiction. Mm-hmm. And like we want to talk about them and then. Like it's all about like them, then, 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 then. Cause that's mm-hmm. the addiction kind of yes. just sucks it all out of it. But what was it like? You said lonely. Mm-hmm. And then what was it like for you? Cause I can imagine that like, I mean, everyone manages relational problems at some point, but when mm-hmm. addictions in there, it kind of magnifies whatever else is going on. So yes. if you feel like, Oh, like my partner didn't 
tell me he loved me today or do this. Like, then you think like, shit, am I unlovable? Am I this? Right. And when addiction's there, it's like 10 times, a hundred times magnified for mm-hmm. sure. Every single thing was his fault. Yeah. Every single thing. Um, if I was in traffic, it was somehow it was his fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. It probably was. Uh, <laughs> probably yeah. was. Um, if we were running late, it was his fault. If mm-hmm. I didn't feel loved, it was his fault. If I didn't feel enough, it was his fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single thing was his fault. Um, and I can't really pinpoint what turned that around for me other than getting my own help mm-hmm. and focusing inward. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, cause I, there was nothing wrong with me. Right. I didn't right. have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, every, everything went to him. Every piece of blame went in that direction. And the feelings I felt were just anger, sadness, frustration. And like you said, just completely feeling unloved Mm -hmm. and unlovable, lonely. Right. So the process then after that would be to work on yourself, Mm -hmm. to, to find those joys Mm -hmm. on your own. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how do you stay in the relationship and do it? Exactly. That's, that's I, the hardest I, part. I mean, to me, that seems secondary. As a master mm-hmm. escape artist. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's easy, it. to, it's easy to work on myself. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyways, because uh, to me, like I said, it seems the relationship would seem secondary to mm-hmm. fixing it yourself. It has to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it absolutely has to be. So I want to know what the, what your initial steps were. Like, how did you realize what was the actual process of, Oh, I need to fucking look at myself. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I started therapy mm-hmm. for one, um, recommended to every single human on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, what do I call this? Oh, an online program. The online program. Can I say for part? Yeah. Yeah. With oh, fearless, fearless kind. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's your stuff. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We do. We have an, an online program with assignments and stuff that you get in reading. Mm-hmm. You give people homework. Absolutely. Lots of homework. Yes. Hard homework too. Yeah. Life-changing homework for sure. I don't know if any homework would ever be life-changing to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe. Pull out my ruler and pencils and yeah. stuff. And I, I try to do the things too that we prescribe, I guess, or put mm-hmm. out there. Same with any sort of therapy stuff. Like if I can't do it, then I can't ask somebody else right. to do it. And yeah. doing some of those things, I'm like, shit. Examples, please. It's hard. It's hard. It's being vague, very vague to the audience right <laughs> <Sorry>. now. <laughs> I don't know what mm-hmm. to share, what you want me to share or not share. You can share whatever yeah, you want. It's completely open. Um, mm-hmm. just, as, just different assignments like hope, um, finding your hope. How what much, does that mean? different questions that bring that out in you. Like, do you even have hope for this? Mm-hmm. Do you have hope for yourself? And there's, I can't like pinpoint yeah. questions. With, with hope, we talk about it in a way that's like, it's how I was taught, but it's, you have hope for yourself and hope for other people. And a lot of times there's an imbalance in that. So if, if you, your partner is doing really well, then you have hope. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, and then you put it all on them, which creates all of this pressure Mm -hmm. on the other person. So it's like, if they do better, if they make me happy, if they make the decisions, then I'll feel better. But the reality is like, you have to invest in yourself and figure out a way to feel better. And you can say like, I hope you get well. I hope the best for you, Mm -hmm. but there's not a damn thing I can do to control whether or not you're well. So I have to invest in myself enough Um, to get through So in that situation... If your spouse is 
say you think your spouse has a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And you're working on yourself and, and they don't seem to think they have a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what the hell do you do then? Nothing. I mean, yeah. Isn't, isn't it can, create resentment? Yeah, it can. Mm-hmm. And you can say like, I love you. I care about you. And you can show them love. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't improve, you can set boundaries for yourself. Like you don't have to stay in a relationship where addiction is present. Like you don't, you can set boundaries and limitations for yourself and that's mm-hmm. 100% okay. But you have to work on yourself with the intention of you wanting to be better, not the intention of like, well, maybe if I do this, they'll see how good mm-hmm. I'm doing and they'll want to follow in right. my footsteps. And I'm going to like covertly teach them how to be better through my behavior. And that's honestly what I was doing in the it, beginning. Yeah. It's like, oh, the more I, you know, the more I'm better, then he'll, he'll see it better. and it'll motivate him. And it just wasn't working. Obviously you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Hmm. Um, but what you had said something about making, you know, he'll make me happy. Realizing that no one, no external force can make, make you happy was huge. I mean, I actually realizing that, that I'm the only, I'm the master of that. I can't, nobody else can control that was huge. I was such a control freak that mm-hmm. <laughs> once I realized that's what I can control, that was a huge turning point for me. Mm. Like I, the only thing that I can control is how I respond to what other people do. It's thing. It's a, it seems like something lots of people say, but little people practice. Yes, mm-hmm. it's hard. I have a family member uh, in active addiction, uh-huh. and this person uh, constantly freaks out about external forces mm-hmm. influencing the way she feels. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know the classic. It, it's them, not me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I constantly tell her, uh, you're, you're not crying because so-and-so doesn't want to hang out with you. You're, mm-hmm. you're crying because you, you want to cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, your body wants to cry. You need mm-hmm. to, you, you don't, you're not angry. They didn't make you angry. Mm-hmm. You're deciding to be angry. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think many people, like you said, quite, that doesn't click in their brain. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so <laughs> just talk over. <laughs> it's so liberating to realize that nobody else controls that, that if somebody pisses you off or cuts you off in line or anything, you can choose to just. I'll tell you what, be I, I like to choose sometimes to be angry and shitty. So sometimes, <laughs> yeah, it does. It feels Especially good. Especially in the car. Right. Yeah. It uh, does feel good sometimes. Yeah. Or if you want to choose to like. If you feel sad about something Mm -hmm. or you get your feelings hurt, sometimes it's nice to just sit and watch like a depressing movie in the dark. You're Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to sit here and ruminate and just go to crazy town (laughs) and think about all the possible worst case scenarios and cry and be pissed Mm -hmm. and like angrily journal. But then like, you know, the things that make you happy, like you can put Mm -hmm. on a song you like, you can stand up, you can walk outside and then you're like, oh, I don't feel so bad anymore. Yeah. Like, "Hmm, well, and you, you just have to, you just have to not live there. Right. Be there for, you know. A certain amount of time, but like don't vacation. live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I get a timeshare there. Yeah. It's like the opposite of vacation. Right. Like I'm going to sit in a dark room and cry mm-hmm. for four hours. Right. And then I'm going to get up and be happy again. <laughs> I've told my, I've told people before to take a train to crazy town mm-hmm. for 10 minutes, but you have to set a timer and yeah. then you're allowed to think about, it's almost, it's almost kind of funny. 
if you allow yourself to do it, because you can't block those thoughts. You can't mm-hmm. say like, if you say, don't think about chocolate cake, you're going to think about chocolate Absolutely. cake. Mooses. Yeah. Like oh. thinking about mooses. Yeah. <laughs> you're like Rocky Bullwinkle. <laughs> Dang it. I can't stop myself. <laughs> and so like, that's all you think. I about, feel like right? I can totally do that. Name something. I'll, I won't, I'll, I'll Anxi- Anxiety. Jerky. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Don't. Cucumbers. Right. Don't think about cucumbers. Don't think about audio slave. Don't think about, don't think about it. I'm just saying you right. give me a subject. I'll think of something else. <laughs> right. But so you can do that. You can replace it. But like, if you deliberately tell yourself over and over again, don't think mm-hmm. about cucumbers. Don't think about cucumbers. At first mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I can't do that. And then you're like, Oh yeah. Now I really want spa some water, cucumber water. Cucumbers. I have yeah. no problem not thinking about things like that. Yeah. But interesting. people ruminate on them. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do think happens though, is when it does get out of control for me, mm-hmm. it gets really out of control. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can block fucking high shit. Uh, right. But when I do happen to miss one, uh-huh. it's like a f- six month thing <laughs> of like downward spiral. Right. And it's better to just accept that you've had a negative thought and be like, okay, I'm not being positive right now. And being it's, able to recognize it's something it. I've, mm-hmm. I've been slowly learning this past year is like, it's okay to think murderous thoughts and just let them go. (laughs) Super. uh, Is it time to go? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't mean that murderous. Come on. How often do you think about murdering people? Never, Chris. You're a liar. No. Besides you? Never. I mean like in in traffic, (laughs) like somebody does something dumb. No, I can't get angry anymore. I used to have anger problems. Are you the Hulk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, like the, you won't I'm like me when I'm going to have to cut this I'm, out because I sound like a psycho. You, <laughs> the, the whole like, you won't like me when I'm angry thing is very true for me. So yeah. I cannot get angry anymore. And I oh, can I'm going to get you it. angry. No, I can feel it in my body and I don't. I just cry now. Yeah. I'm with you. I, mm-hmm. I get it. I can't break my own that shit was one anymore. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing I had to work on. I'm, I'm totally a yeller. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, I love to, not that I love to yell, but that's just my go-to is yelling and screaming. I had to work on that for sure. That doesn't accomplish anything. Well, back to the self-love. Well, was this when, you get, when you get angry. Let's talk about the book. <laughs> when you get angry, you can't, it's hard to love yourself when you do things yeah. you regret in anger. And real, But realizing certain behaviors that you thought were just normal, everyday behaviors are actually, when you figure out how to love yourself, I feel like that's so, I wish there was a better term. Cliche, I know. Um, Just love yourself a little harder. Love yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When you figure out how to, you know, love and respect and appreciate yourself, you, you stop doing certain things that were bad for you in the first place. Sure. Weren't um, aligned with being a better human. It seems like it's such a foreign concept to me. I don't hate myself for it by any means. Um, but I don't actively think about loving myself. Mm, I feel like, do, do you think it's like more female based? Well, I think that females are socialized to hate themselves. Yes. Like you see somebody that's like really attractive and beautiful mm-hmm. and she's like, I hate myself. Like yeah. look at my nose. Like if you tell a woman what's something she doesn't like about her body, she can tell you a whole list of things. But if you ask a dude, they're like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't really think about it. I don't know. <laughs> 
you know, like they just don't, cause they're not trained to hate themselves. Women no. are, women are like, cover up your body. Don't do this, do that. Yes. And boys are like, Oh, but you can pee outside. Like, Oh right. yeah, sure. Take your penis out wherever you want. <laughs> wherever you, you want. Know? It's totally. Insane. I don't think it's like that at all. <laughs> no, but you see like pictures, it, like my brother got married by a stream and one of the, one of the groomsmen photos was all of them like peeing in the stream, like mm-hmm. from the back, obviously there wasn't yeah, any nudity. But yeah. But if what if a bunch of women were peeing in right? the stream, like, oh, yeah, that's totally time. different. Right. See, yeah, squat. Yeah. That's disgusting. It's not disgusting. It's just, it's technically harder to do. Well, right. for sure. Cause but we're biologically disadvantaged. <laughs> yes, I agree. How did the idea for the book come along? Because I started this, process and decided that I I should share it. Why not? I mean, it's working for me so far. Why not share that with other people? What specifically was there like an aha moment or like a a light bulb that came on where like, I need to share this. This is why I want to share this. Yeah. What was that? Honestly, I shared on Facebook about my husband um, getting sober and I got six messages that day of other women saying, oh, my God, my I'm going through this right now and it's awful and it sucks and I feel so alone. Thank you for sharing. And I'm like, what? my God, this is crazy. Like it's because it's so isolating. It's so and like Sarah was saying, when. When you're going through this, the the focus is on the addict, which it it needs to be. However, you're going through. Turmoil. I mean, it's your whole life is turned upside down. And the worst part is, is you think that when they find recovery, Mm -hmm. that it will be better. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. No. No, it's like if it's like if you're begging every day for somebody to say, I love you, then finally they say, I love you. Mm -hmm. It feels good for a day, maybe three days, maybe a week, but then you're going to need something else again. Well, in every other issue, right? Because every couple has issues, Mm -hmm. every single one, every issue that you have has been, has been put aside because this is the big one. So when you strip that away, now you're facing all this other bullshit that mm-hmm. everybody faces. It's, mm-hmm. it's day-to-day stuff, but none of that was there before. So not only, I mean, you're grateful for this issue being taken care of. It's not gone. It's never going to be gone. That's a hard thing to deal with. Also, I have a question. I'm going to give you like an example and maybe you tell me how, how not to do or what to do in this situation. <laughs> yeah. how, how not to do. How not to do. What not to yeah. do. So, uh, you have a spouse, you want them to do something, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, could be taken out the garbage, whatever mm-hmm. you, you ask and ask and ask, hint even, and try to be nice about it. Then when you actually have to have that, like, hey, take the garbage out, right? And they do. Whatever the action, I'm just using garbage. You don't, I don't necessarily appreciate that then because it's like, oh, you're only doing it because I'm mad. Okay. Right. As opposed to. I get it. You, you want to be helpful or love me. Mm -hmm. Maybe garbage is a bad thing. No, no, no. I think it's actually a pretty good example. There's, there's certain things. It's like, I don't even want you to take the garbage out now because you're doing it because (laughs) I'm I'm being a dick. Right. Or yada, yada, yada. Mm Mm-hmm help (laughs) what what how do you like not have those resentments or or like put that kind of pressure on the it's 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 hard for me to accept sometimes Mm -hmm. like oh i had to ask you so it like tainted the action Mm -hmm. the nice Mm -hmm. action that you did why i don't know 
just who I am. I don't yeah. know myself enough, probably. <laughs> I think that you're allowed to communicate what you want or what you'd like, mm-hmm. but without the expectation that that's the only thing that's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Like when you create that kind of contingency relationship, it creates conditional love. Like, mm-hmm. um, you are not lovable unless you do these things for me. Like, but when you strip away things and just the, like unconditional love means that no matter what they can give you, you love them anyway, mm-hmm. no matter what they're doing or where they're at. Once he started getting help, it was like, well, you, you did that. So you should do it. I put up with that. So you should do everything for me. Like how ridiculous, but it's, it's similar mm-hmm. in that you expected this to happen. It did. And now, you know, there's those conditions mm-hmm. on everything. Mm. I guess. so. And it turns into like, if you loved me, you wouldn't do this. Or if you yeah. loved me, you would do this. But yeah. the reality is it's just because we need that constant external validation for like, continue to jump through all these hoops to prove mm-hmm. that I'm lovable. When mm-hmm. really you have to find and know and believe exactly. that you're lovable yeah. no matter what anyone else does. Mm-hmm. But isn't there a, like a, like a point where I can love myself all I want. Mm-hmm. I have a partner. Uh, I want to, f- I want to feel love from them. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting that, I mean, don't you have to put some type of conditions? I think like, you have to love more. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, right, because then because then your love is conditional. Mm-hmm. If I you, don't understand. If I you guess. engage in unconditional love, like sometimes you feel crappy, but that only means that it's just because you're not loving yourself enough. Mm-hmm. And like, so when you love somebody else, you love them when they're having a shitty time. You love them when they're having a good time. You love them when you say when they say mean things. You don't have to like them all the time, right? <laughs> but like, no matter what they do, you you decided that that's what you wanted and you have to emanate it. Like if I want Amber to be a better communicator, mm-hmm. I have to try to communicate better. For sure. Yeah. But what happens? She stonewalls you. I can still try. And she keeps stonewalling you. Then I love her then, anyway. Yeah. And then what? You just feel shitty about and then, not and communicating for the rest of your life? No, you mm-hmm. just, I mean, you, you can set boundaries. You can say, I'm just saying, where's the line where you're like, ah, fuck this then. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there definitely is one mm-hmm. and I don't really know where that line would be, but I get like, if you want a good friend be a good friend, if you want a good spouse, be a good spouse. If you want anything really mm-hmm. just em- emanate that in the world. And yeah, I think there's a boundary where finally you're like, fuck it. I'm, I'm just trying to like ask for the audience really right. is like, when do you, mm-hmm. there's self love. And then when, when is the. When is the right time to say enough is enough? Well, that's all part of it too, is you're going to have boundaries. And if you feel like you cannot love yourself, I think no matter what, because somebody else keeps interfering with your ability Mm -hmm. to do so, then that's, and of course there's like abuse or anything like that. Like that's, that's a line. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. I would like you to explain what self-love is. That's It's different for everyone. Okay. Um, That's a good explanation. So for me, it's, it's exactly that, but with myself, loving myself unconditionally. So right now, not one of the things that I say too is 
you hear all the time, like when I get this job, when I lose this weight, when I make this money, when I get that house, when like there's all the when I and self-love to me is loving yourself exactly how you are in this moment right now, no matter what you look like, no matter what you're feeling, you know, if you're depressed, if you're angry, just loving yourself regardless of any of that. It's rough. Yeah. It's like it's radical self-acceptance. Yeah. Like all of your own shit, all of your own flaws, everything. You mm-hmm. just look at yourself and no matter what, you're like, I love you. You're doing the best that you can. Absolutely. Maybe I'm just being a devil's advocate in this okay. episode. But <laughs> again, there seems like a fine line between uh, that and like maybe narcissism. No. no. Narcissism is when you almost require other people to what, what is the word I'm thinking validate of you. Like it would be narcissistic. Like if yeah. like the narcissist, like the God, for example, looking at himself let, in the mirror. Let me, for example, somebody walking down the street, uh, has the urge to, uh, I don't know, throw rock at somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. That person needs some love in their life. Right. I'm just saying they read your book. They're like, I just need to love myself walking down the street. See the same guy. It's like, uh, I'm going to love throwing this rock at this guy now <laughs> because I love myself and all the things that I do. Yeah. If you love yourself enough, you won't need to, if you've thrown a rock at somebody metaphorically or literally, you can love yourself through it and you forgive yourself faster. And and the past doesn't matter. Fair enough. Right. And that's part of it too, is forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. Cause there's, there's a lot that we, I'm sure we all have in our past too. I'll probably cut out that question. Just so you know, it's, 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 Mm. it was a stupid question. I was, (laughs) I was just trying to figure out like, where's the line between like, it's People un- being psychotic about it, but it's, they just like do violent shit and serial killers like killing people. They love mm-hmm, themselves, mm-hmm. but they do it. Uh, I'm just like, where's the, but that's the condition, right? If, I mean, that's an extreme example, but you have to, you have to discern between if you, like you may do really shitty things and say mm-hmm. shitty things, but loving yourself through that, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And forgiving yourself and making better choices that's, that's is the key. key. That's the crux yeah. then, making better choices. Right. But but it's not conditional. Just because you say something mm-hmm. hurtful doesn't mean that you hate yourself all of a sudden. Right. Sure. And you're not, it's not like, oh, I love myself as I am right now. I'm good. Like you're constantly improving still. And you're still working toward better. You're just loving yourself through that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard to say nicer things to myself mm-hmm. because I'm really hard on myself. What yeah. is it that, um, there's like a quote, I can't remember. You might have to edit that part out too. <laughs> I can't remember something about, um, be careful what you say to yourself cause you're listening. Oh kind yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last nice thing I said about myself. You well, should say yeah. something nice about yourself right now. We can all do it. You first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why do I? Yeah. You get to go first. Uh, no, I'm not going first. Okay. <laughs> so nobody else wants to go first because it's embarrassing. Vulnerable. It is vulnerable. I'm also trying to say that things are not hard anymore mm-hmm. or that you can do hard things. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody go. Yeah. That's a good one. I can do hard things. Yeah. I have done hard things. That's your nice thing about yourself. You're saying right now you can do hard things. Yeah, I think so. I love that. I have a fantastic sense of humor. Yes, you do. And a very wonderful voice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing a huge blank. Oh my gosh. You can start with something easy too. Like I love my hands. I hate yeah. my hands. Wow. I have, gr- I have <laughs> girl nails. 
<laughs> then you say, I love my girl nails. I don't. Right. Well, learn to love them. I don't want to. Accept them. I want to smash them. I don't want to. Yeah. You don't have to love them. You can accept them. If you can't get to love, right. then you start with acceptance. Mm-hmm. And some like my, one of my friends once said like something that was so powerful where she says, your body's your body. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we want something to be different or mm-hmm. we want to change, but it's like, what would you tell a little kid that said, like mm-hmm. that was really proud of themselves? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say like. About what? It depends on what they're proud of themselves about. No, it does like if they, if they like <laughs> make something, if they like paint something and they're like, look, I made this. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Like, mm-hmm. look how good I did. You wouldn't say, oh, you didn't do that good. Or you're being arrogant. You know, yeah. I might. Well, that's how this yeah. shit starts, Chris. <laughs> it's those like it's those small. I never seen a purple when, duck. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's the small injuries when we're children, where it's like we feel not yeah. good enough, and then all of a sudden it just magnifies, and we carry mm-hmm. the, all of that baggage into our adult relationships. Mm-hmm. Then we make other people that we're with prove how lovable right. we are. <laughs> I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty fond of my calves. There See, you go. there we go. Bam, and we don't think you're nice calves. for saying it. You know. Yeah. See, they're good. Perfect. <laughs> he had to check mm-hmm. first. Hold yeah. on. He's like, yeah. let me. Yep, they're good. Yeah, they're still muscular. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're still there. Sweet. Yeah. Could have left. That's the, um, what is the Liberty Mutual commercial or something? <laughs> it's like, I specialize everything. <laughs> my bike and my calves. Right. My calves are like massive rocks. It's huh. insane. So when is your going to be finished? Him aiming at February 14th. Wow. Valentine's Day. Is yeah. Did you pick that day specifically? I did. So it'll be out, out on that or it'll be done then? I'm hoping that it will be out, out by then. Oh. Yes. If Dr. Sarah will finish her I mean, excerpts. You know, you know, I'm trying my best. It's like the only thing. I don't think you are. Know. I think you should just love what you've done and accept <laughs> it and give it to her. Dang it. I'm getting called out. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm getting it. Yeah. I want it to be good for Amber. <laughs> you should just accept that it's good already. Fine. Fine, she says. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, are there certain uh, baseline tools that you use to like create a sense of self-love? Is there some like tricks? A self-love of the tree? routine? Yeah. That's an interesting question. Yeah. I mean, baseline. Something that might work for everyone. Sure. As far as find, find your boundaries. Mm-hmm. One, what you're going to put up with and what you're not. This and is then, specifically within a relationship you're talking about. No, I oh, mean, any relationship in your life. Even sure. yourself mm-hmm. relationship, like what you're going to. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. What you're going to say to yourself and what you're not going to accept, you know. Do you find that when you first started this, uh, saying nice things about yourself was completely foreign? Like feeling absolutely. like, like almost nutty. You feel yep. nutty. Yep. Because I've dabbled. And every time I try, it Mm -hmm. feels a little nutty. Yes, it does. I like, I like that you say nutty. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually put notes on my mirror. Mm. I'm like, this is, this is friggin' weird. Yeah. Like you're awesome. You're great. Why why does it feel nutty? Mm -hmm. It's because we're not taught to, to do that. We're not, Mm. especially women. I think we're taught to take care of everyone else Mm -hmm. and not to be selfish and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's very bizarre. Is it? Do you think it has anything to do with like uh, almost like a philosophy aspect that life in general is difficult? I think it's that's your paradigm. If you mm-hmm. believe life is difficult, then it will be difficult. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I'm catching on to some things. 
Yeah. <laughs> and gratitude, I think would be a baseline mm-hmm. to start practicing more gratitude. I, th- I think so too. I, I went to in and out the other night and got a grilled cheese sandwich. Delicious. And it was so good. And a Neapolitan shake again, I ate it twice last week. So I get it <laughs> anyway, but, and I love myself anyway, but I, um, I was so grateful for the food cause mm-hmm. I was so hungry mm-hmm. and I almost cried. Yeah. I don't believe you. No, I swear. Like I, I totally do. Sometimes in and out. if you think, I mean, right. I was at in and out this morning <laughs> for a meeting and I didn't get anything. Well, if you think though, it's not about the in and out, but if I started thinking about where the food came from and like the money and like how grateful I was See, that what? I was able to eat. I had a very similar experience last night, mm-hmm. but it was extremely the opposite effect. Meaning I said I had a, a, a prime rib. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I'm going to eat this slow mm-hmm. and be grateful. Mm-hmm. And I started eating and I'm like, this came from a cow. That cow was probably just sitting there right. having a good old time and somebody yeah. knocked him in the head. Right. And that's your, that's so mm-hmm. you're starting to experience what I've experienced. That's why I stopped eating meat. Cause then I would cry too. Not, <laughs> not because of gratitude, but because I like felt the animal spirit and it was weird. It's weird. I can't explain it, but I feel guilty. I get it. So bye bye meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like this is an extremely strange interview. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a beautiful interview. It's very different from usual. Which is so good. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about we can hate our bodies all day, but I mean, what would it be like if we didn't have hands or we weren't able bodied? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. There's lots of people that don't have hands. I know. And exactly. you do. And so mm-hmm. like I can bitch all day about how I want how I have girl. How nails. my yeah. How you have girl nails or my left <laughs> hand is essentially useless except for for aesthetics. Mm. And I think you have really nice nail beds. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. But like we have hands, Mm -hmm. you know, someone else without hands might be like, yeah, screw you. You have, you, at least you have hands, Mm -hmm. you know, it's true. I I, I agree. (laughs) Looking at me like. What? (sighs) And just stress. I mean, stress. Well, I think differently of the word stress, because I think we use it way too often. Like we, Mm -hmm. we live in America. Like there's not a whole lot to be. stressed about like we're not hunting no, down our de- next we, meal and we definitely create a lot of the stresses yes. that uh we don't have we like real about. life st- like we're surviving mm-hmm. we have a grocery store we have yeah. you know but even replacing stress with gratitude i think has helped a lot also yeah yeah it's not so bad like oh i i'm so stressed at work today like switch that to i'm grateful that i have a job did you get chased by a lion at work today no i mean maybe some people have i don't know yeah i'm not a a zookeeper zookeepers (laughs) that would be a sweet job. veterinarians Mm -hmm. zoos that would be a sweet job Mm -hmm. what's your cover look like i haven't done it yet so i have um what do you see in your brain I see like a really cool picture of myself hmm. like in, so I'm going to. Are there hearts involved? No. For some reason I saw hearts. No. I feel like that's cheesy. Well, you are releasing it on Valentine's Day. That Maybe is that was true. It. That is true. Good. Got called out. Um, I'm doing photos on the 26th and then we'll kind of Exciting. go from there. Yeah. 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 Photo hmm. shoots are fun. Mm-hmm. Talk about a way to love yourself is looking at pictures of yourself. Yeah. No. I'm, that's I'm exactly little, opposite. <laughs> that's I'm practicing it now because mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous already for the photo shoot. <laughs> and this is something that's been prevalent through my whole life. I remember seeing pictures of myself when I was like 14, 15 mm-hmm. being like, Ugh, 
Yeah, me too. It was, I had a 10 year mm-hmm. awkward phase. And, <laughs> and then 25, the same thing. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And then now that I'm 30, mm-hmm. I look at all those pictures from before. I'm like, wow, you were, you, you were super handsome. Yeah. And now <laughs> look where you, you were, you thought you were bad before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were way better looking then. <laughs> I feel like that's the same with a lot of women are mm-hmm. like, Are you I calling can't me a girl? I can't, no, on this, on the level of like, I can't believe I thought mm-hmm. I was fat in those pictures. That's like exactly what I'm of, saying. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Have you seen these, uh, like Facebook posts they're doing right now where it's like eight, eight years or. Oh, the oh, first yeah. profile picture. Yeah, yeah the current one. I have. Did you do it? No, I haven't. I did. Did you? <laughs> Chris totally did. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Not. Oh, I think it's darling. I like to see mm-hmm. all like little baby faces. She said darling. Mm-hmm. She did. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I would like to see uh, your first profile picture. All right. I'll show you. It's mm-hmm. the life of the party then. <laughs> You probably joined Facebook like in 2017. So Probably it's like not even, I would do. it's not even like that <laughs> no, far behind. I joined in 2008. Like, yeah, like the rest of the world. The right. rest of, yeah. I don't the rest know. Of the world. I, don't know. I just probably started to be active when I opened a business. <laughs> so <laughs> when, uh, who are you releasing your book through? Amazon. Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like an ebook first. Yes. And then, uh, from there. Mm, it'll be on print. That's, I don't know. I have no idea what that process is like. Did you have to, uh, like, how did you submit it? Um, well, it's with an editor right now. Okay. So who's editing it? It's I. her name is Christy and I found her on Fiverr. Hmm. Oh, Fiverr's a great resource. Amazing. Like I said, pro- a project as far as telling my story as a spouse of a recovering addict. That's the really blog important. you can read to it. Mm-hmm. You mean doing videos and whatnot too? Or? Yeah, I think so. Why not? What is mix it up? Like, how do you how do you even start up? Like, do you just start with like day one? Like, <laughs> you could, or like your earliest earliest memory of it being a problem or something. Or like I'm just curious. Write hundreds of pages and then overly scrutinize them and mm-hmm. never ever ever put them out in the world. That ever. too. That too. I love when I told Sarah I was writing a book. She's like, "When? Like right now? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go do Today? it." Today? Like, oh, yeah. sure. She's okay. like, I think the conversation. Here's sixty like, pages I, I just wrote in the last thirty like, yeah, seconds. We it. were talking let's about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I guess okay. This is this is really mm-hmm. happening. Cool. What is your book called? Did you say that already or no? I don't feel like it's we did. called the expedition. Mm, that's nice. Why did you, how did you come up with that title? Um, well, originally it was do you expedition, but do I feel like you? that doesn't flow well together. Um, so an expedition is a group of people on the same path. Sure. And so I kind of want this to be a community type of deal. And so people can lean on one another when they need it. My whole body's had goosebumps basically this whole entire time we've been talking. Are you cold? No, it's a good thing. No, it's a good thing. It means that we're on the right path. It's confirmation. I'm about to throw a wrench in in your title. Go. You sure? Yeah. So you said uh, Expedition is about a group of people on the Mm -hmm. same path, but the book is about self-love? Yes. Like you're on your own Mm -hmm. expedition. By yourself. And you're, I mean. But with like-minded people. Yes. I got it. Get I'm it? getting it. Are you sure? Was that really the wrench it, you were throwing like in? Yeah. That wasn't or is it like the peanuts joke. Okay, good. I just I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to sound shitty. Like Chris is a really kind person, but always thinks that he sounds really mean, but he doesn't. No. Fair enough. Maybe I should just be so mean. a long time ago I read <laughs> that was a terrible look. 
Why? <laughs> it's a little scary. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm doing terrible at this interview. No, it's great. A long time ago, I read. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Love yourself. Love yourself. You're not embarrassed. I can't. Um, I read a book by Kelly Catrone. And she said in the book, I hope that you two will have a journey instead of just a life. Actually, I hope it's a full on expedition. Mm. And I have like fallen in love with that word ever since. So back to your self-love routine. Mm -hmm. What are other tips for self-love that you have? Um, Like I said, writing on the mirror or like putting notes on the mirror. It sounds so cheesy. And when I first did it, I'm like, this is so dumb, (laughs) but it does work. Um, Time, Mm -hmm. giving yourself time to meditate or do a workout or take a walk. How often do you meditate? Um, at least twice a week. It's more than me. I meditate every day. Everybody knows how long. I know. I, like, <laughs> I would like to get to every day, but I'm working on it. <laughs> what? It's so funny because it's true. That's all I talk about. It's the only thing I have. <laughs> this is mine. Love yeah. yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. <laughs> Before I'm meditation. Right. <laughs> um, and making sure you're taking care of yourself, I think is huge. Mm-hmm. So when I, the first thing I started doing was, um, a workout by myself every Mm day, um, just to build up my confidence a little bit, show myself that I can do hard things. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, that's where I started was just taking some time for myself in the very beginning. So while doing all of this self-love stuff, you were also dealing with your husband in recovery. Mm Mm-hmm. How does he feel about this self-love stuff? <laughs> I don't care. No, I, I mean, just being honest. I, good it answer. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. His opinion of this doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. I'm being a better person. I'm sure he appreciates a lot of it because I don't yell anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I feel like that's an answer that yeah. that is valid. Yeah. When, when, I mean, when you love yourself so much, it, other people benefit too. Mm-hmm, because absolutely. you don't take anything else mm-hmm. out on anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Has he adopted any of the self-love? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. He has like his own little mirror and his own little post. <laughs> his own little post-its. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. But, I would I would mm-hmm. probably show a picture to people if he did. It's <laughs> funny because it's really easy to help other people with loving themselves. Mm-hmm. Like one time I remember sitting on a family member's bed when she was going through a hard time and making her list things that she loved about herself. And I put them on post-its and stuck them on her closet. So when she'd wake up, she'd see them like Mm -hmm. bunches of them, you know, then I would write some too of things that were lovable about her. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's really easy to like, when we asked you, Chris, like what you love about yourself, it's easy for me to identify things that like you're good at. I'm wicked smart. Right. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Right. And like, it's, a, it's adorable that you think you're so funny. Like, you know, like all these things. I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. That's me. I'm it projecting. Is adorable. Right. But it's really easy to identify things in other people that we like. Mm-hmm. But when we have to do it for ourselves, we're like, <laughs> no. Yeah. It gets really awkward. I'm thinking about adopting uh, things that uh, I love about myself that aren't true. Mm. What do you mean? Like, uh, I'm wicked good at baseball. Oh, great rock climber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you should add rock climber mm-hmm. to that. It's pretty. You have great grammar. Right. You don't talk weird. <laughs> oh, what? my God. 
You could do that. Then you'll just manifest it. And all of a sudden you'll yeah. be a baseball playing, rock, rock climbing, climbing. Gr- grammar fiend. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't talk weird. Right. That doesn't talk weird. What I liked about what Amber said about setting boundaries before was that it reminded me that you have to get clear about what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's part of setting boundaries. So how do you figure yes. that out? Just, you know what you want and you, then you don't, you, you don't put anything else into your own personal space. That's not what you want. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about like, you know, like I want a Range Rover, like, sure. Like that's whatever. Like we get it. Here's an example. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So there's this lady I seen online. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was a part of this group. Uh, It's very love yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oriented. Yeah. Very love yourself oriented. This lady was just a part of the group. And then there was another lady who ran the group, right? Mm-hmm. The lady who was in the group lost a bunch of weight, mm. right? And she put a before and after picture mm-hmm. and they kicked her out of the group mm. because oh. she, they, they were, they said that the before and after picture was a trigger to not love yourself in oh. the moment right now. Hmm. That the person bef- that you were heavier mm-hmm. You must have not liked being that person because you've lost all the weight. Well, and that's, that's really interesting because. Which I don't think is necessarily true. It's not, I don't think it's true. Um, Because you can love yourself in that moment, Mm -hmm. but the more you love yourself, the more you want to treat yourself properly, which means working out, which means Mm -hmm. getting the right foods. And yeah, I, I think that's a little extreme. I completely agree, Mm -hmm. but it was like trending. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think it takes a lot of, a lot of bravery to post, even if you Mm -hmm. have like, um, even people that post any sort of before and after, even if you have a bang in body afterwards, putting your before picture and after picture Mm -hmm. up is like, that's a lot of vulnerability. Huge. Yeah. I'm about to take some before pictures. Do it. No, I'm I'm for real. Really? Yeah. Before what? Before you loved yourself and after. Yes. (gasps) That's so nice. My gosh. We should do that. Yes. Wow. You can put them on your blog yes. if you want. Amazing. <laughs> I love that because it's, it's hard to show that. Right. When you start talking to people about, I'm so much happier now mm-hmm. and I just am at peace. I'm more at peace um, or content. It's like, okay, that's weird. How <laughs> like, yeah. Cause nothing I agree. House. And you can't, you can't really, I mean, some you can physically see, you can see if someone's happier, mm-hmm. um, but it's hard to physically see that. Yeah. The internal growth. Mm-hmm. Cause nothing else really matters at that point. It's not mm-hmm. saying that you're like, you can avoid pain, but when you're really like in, in the zone, in your own zone, um, mm-hmm. you, nothing else matters. Like someone else can come in that you care about and they can be having a shitty day and you can be like, Oh man, that sucks anyway. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't like affect you. You don't think like, Oh great. Now like they're going to take it out on me or like, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Or like, can I, can I fix it? If I can't like they ignored me and it doesn't matter. And I would absorb a lot of people's feelings a lot. So if I was around somebody who, if I, I could have be having a great day, and I was around someone who was pissed off. All of a sudden, like I start absorbing that and I start becoming like yeah. pissed off and, or especially people venting. It was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. starting to feel that way. And yeah, it, called, it just does. Is that called like an empath? Is that, is that Empathy? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know what yeah. empathy empath is. Empath would be like when you absorb other people's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I vented earlier today mm-hmm. to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was nuts. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't that crazy. 
Um, I'm just at the annoying one. It's like, no, everything's fine. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's not hard. It's easy. We come up with plans and she's like, don't worry about it. It'll handle itself. Yeah. And he's like, I just don't understand why you can't <laughs> give me a, yeah. Yeah. something mm-hmm. to do. And I'm like, oh, just let me think about it. I just got to think about it a little bit. Manifest something. Just hang on one second. <laughs> something like I just need a day or two. <laughs> then he says, uh, You're are you like the plan person that you need like a solid plan time? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm similar to that. And, uh, I have no problem with winging it with mm-hmm. things that don't matter to me. But that was giving up control. Mm-hmm. Um, helped so much with that. With like, I don't, I still like my plans. I still like a schedule, but I don't have control for it. So. Well, and it, it will never happen exactly the way that you want it to happen. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, but if you don't take any steps, mm-hmm. things aren't going to get done. I'm, n- I'm not that big of a spiritual <laughs> nut job that I'm just kicking back and just like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and wait to receive all the goodness, yes. even though that really works. Um, but like, I'll take action. I just have to, yeah, got to think about it for a minute mm-hmm. and trust that it will be, it will be okay. You really have to trust. Like, yeah. I don't have any of that. I know we're working on you <laughs> every day. <laughs> just trust, Chris. Just trust. No. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it no. go. And letting go. Can we talk about that? Yes. It's really hard. Yes. Shit. I, I, blo- I broke my own rule. What? Letting go is easy. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> it has to be easy. Does it? Yeah. But it is. And when like working on this, there's certain spots where you you've stripped every especially when you take responsibility for your own life, so you stop blaming other people. Yeah. Um and you let go of control. It's really scary and lonely because you've stripped away every other reason but yeah. yourself to be any any way but content. Mm-hmm. So it gets it gets scary. It gets really lonely. I think I have a, I think that's when people give up though, mm-hmm. is they're like, this is stupid. This sucks. Mm-hmm. And they just give up instead of like trudging through it. That's definitely one of my cycles where like I get to a point where I feel good. I'm like, all right, let's work on myself. Mm-hmm. And I start stripping away things, but mm-hmm. then I just le- like, I leave, I don't do any of the rebuilding. Mm-hmm. I just tear it all down and then yeah. progress from there. Like I'm, I don't know what the word is. Naked and stripped and vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but like on a mental and physical right. level. Yeah. I always wear clothes. Right. <laughs> yes. What? No, that was really You've been in the shower. <laughs> you guys don't why wear your, clothes in the shower? Your clothes are soapy. That's so weird. You guys don't have shower shorts? <laughs> shower shorts? It's much easier to love myself. I, I think cover up my body. <laughs> I'm just going to put on my shower parka and jump in. I'm going to put on my shower shorts. Yeah. My shower shorts. You should my shower start shoes. a line of shower, shower shorts. Yeah. My shower. Uh, shower shorts. Right. That's nice. They're wicked awesome. Yeah. They're wicked awesome. Right. <laughs> Can't love yourself today? That's okay. Yeah. We have shower shorts for we you. Have shower yeah. shorts. Yeah. Right. You got pool tees, right. wear t-shirts in the pool. Oh, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else could I get? Um, what were we bath talking time about fedoras. Before that. Bath time fedoras. Bath time fedoras. Hey. Yeah. You know, you never know when you want to be fancy right. in the bathtub. Not feeling so cool today. You want to take a bath? <laughs> Put on your bath time fedora. Yeah. See, excellent. That was an excellent advertisement voice. I hope people go to our website and look for shower shorts and bath time fedoras. That would be amazing. You should do it as a joke. 
Right. But then I feel like people would get really oh, upset. We're talking about, Chris is talking about how he strips away things and leaves himself raw yes. without shower shorts. Without no shower shorts. Or bath time fedora. No. And you were talking about how challenging it is to finally take responsibility for your own mm-hmm. actions and feelings. Yeah. It's so hard. Well, what I was saying is that you, uh, you were talking about like getting, breaking yourself down so that Mm -hmm. you could figure out certain things and and then, and then move on from there Mm -hmm. by rebuilding. I think I was just relaying that sometimes I I get in this cycle where I, I break down, become vulnerable and then do not rebuild myself back up. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people do that. They, Mm -hmm. they tend to start to work on themselves Mm -hmm. and then. What do you think it takes to rebuild yourself back up? Uh, lots of, uh, liquid cement, <laughs> um, dust yeah, shape. a shovel, <laughs> a few bags of sand mm-hmm. and a pair of shower time shorts. <laughs> <laughs> now they're called shower time shorts. That's even better. Um, I really don't know because I never do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always, it's always on the brink. Like, ah, uh, this year let's like, let's do the work. Right. But yeah, maybe it's more of a, like what you're talking about. Maybe I don't need to do that much work. Maybe I could just love myself instead. I think mm-hmm. that that's it. Like we sometimes like a, in a self-love epiphany that I had the other day, thinking about your book was of course, um, Sounds like a stain that song. We, yeah. That we, we try so damn hard. Oh my God. Like we fill our schedules yeah. with all these things and like self-care practices, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we think we have to like stri- stick to this like strict self-love regimen. But I think the beauty mm-hmm. of it is like, do your thing, let it go, mm-hmm. and then love yourself anyway. Yeah. Okay. Then my question is then is how serious do you take the self-love practices? I mean, and you're like absolutely how strict. You're absolutely right. Because we think it's so like if this is going to be something that's taxing on you, it's not the right, it's not the right time. Yeah. Um, because it shouldn't be. So you don't have to like sit down. <laughs> And say like, I am grateful for mm-hmm. like, just practice that when you're out and somebody cuts you off in traffic be like, Oh, I'm so grateful. I have a car and be like, you son of a bitch, you know? And it's just little things sprinkled throughout the day that you can start to practice love for yourself and gratitude and being a better person. It's not, you don't have to take time specifically out of your day and go, okay, I have to devote a half hour to figuring out how to love myself. You just take these, there's one thing in the book that I talk about listing out every single thing that you need to forgive yourself for. Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing that you take time to write out. Okay. Um, Because that was huge for me because I replay in my head, like things when I was 12 years old, I replay that in my head, like what an asshole I was. Mm -hmm. And that has no effect. You posted something the other day. About, about being an asshole? Well, maybe. <laughs> That's my personal <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Just kidding. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> no, about if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes mm-hmm. being upset about it. Yeah. And it's so true. And going back and doing that work from years ago and saying like, dang, I need to really forgive myself for this. Because I think uh, a lot of people tend not to work on themselves until they have like a, a crisis a reason mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So that was me. I mean, for sure. So what what you, you may or may not be saying is wait till that crisis is over. Well, if you think, 
if you think this is like some taxing thing that you have to do every day and set aside time for it, mm-hmm. it may just, you, you're not in the right mind frame or that it's, it. it's a savior. Like it's an all right. Cause again, I think that's what mm-hmm. people and, and I've, I've done this myself where it's like, this is going to save my life mm-hmm. or my mental state. If mm-hmm. I can just work on myself a little mm-hmm. because I'm in whatever. Yeah. And it will, I mean, it truly will. It's just, I think a lot of people either think they have to put in so much work or they don't have to put in any. Mm-hmm. And there's a balance. And there's a, yeah, there's a balance. And you don't have to wait till the world's crashing down to do right. this. And I think it means too, like you're not so broken. Cause the more you focus on like, Oh, I hate myself. I hate myself. I have to fix this. I have to mm-hmm. like, then you imply that you're broken and you need fixing. And so you try really, really hard to repair your brokenness or whatever mm-hmm. that is. When the reality is, is like, you're not broken. You just need to stop and say, mm-hmm. I accept myself exactly as I am today, even though I'm uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more you actually start to accept yourself. That was at the seminar I was at this oh, yeah. past weekend. Um, Tony Robbins. Yes. If it wasn't Tony Robbins saying this, I forget who it was. Honestly, that's terrible. Me, it's but not Tony. So whatever. <laughs> who cares? Hey, I'm sure whoever said it is a wonderful person. Right. Absolutely amazing and wonderful. Um, basically stop pointing at what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want this. I don't want that. Stop pointing at what you don't want and start restructuring that. For example, say, that's, a, that's a lot of attraction stuff right there. Yes, uh, for sure. It is. For example, give me a, instead of saying like, I don't have any money yeah. or I want more money. It's implying you're putting out into the universe that you, you don't have any money. And then that's what you attract. You continue mm-hmm. to attract those things. So the, you continue to attract. I don't have money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you say, if you start to like think about and feel the feeling of what it's like to be rich and have money, to be mm-hmm. Scrooge McDuck and, yeah. and like just swimming coins. in the coins. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Then that's when things start to come your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying like, I can't have it. I don't have it. It's not possible right now. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Then you're like, okay, no, fine. Mm -hmm. You want that? You want no? Here's some more no. Yeah, exactly. Then you're like, see, I told you it was no. (laughs) Right. But why? Just practice or saying, I'm so grateful for the money I have. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a dollar, I'm so grateful. Like stop pointing at what you don't want. It's like the qualities too, like in a relationship and the things that we do to love ourselves too. Like if Mm -hmm. you think all, if all you think about it in in your partner or in your relationship as what you're not getting, you're going to get more of what you don't want. That was, that was huge. So I would focus a lot on, did, did my husband drink today? Did he drink today? Did he drink today? And, and he drank. So, and every day when I stopped, not that I stopped wondering, mm-hmm. it's that I stopped focusing on it and started focusing on, Other this thing. is what I need to get done today. This is what I need to focus on today. And not that he stopped, but my constant worry and control and, Frustration stopped. Because then you hand your power over. Absolutely. Here you go, addiction. Here you go, husband. Take it. I don't want yeah. power because it's your responsible for it at that point. Right. I think uh, this is like a basic basic life skill that people need, but again, don't. Mm-hmm. I wish don't you had realize. A class in like elementary yeah. school. Oh, we're, uh, we're about to have another self love book. Yeah, yo. It's Chris. Hey. Chris's epiphany was that big. Yeah, it was that what? big. You're going to write a book? No, hers. Oh, <laughs> yes. Go on. Sorry. This, this guy. Yeah. This, this guy over here. <laughs> it's not something that com- humans commonly practice. 
it, no. it seems like a basic life skill mm-hmm. that I think some people have on autopilot. They, they're mm-hmm. born with this self-love, but the yeah. majority are not. Like how crazy is it that to improve any relationship in your life, whether it's your parents, your friends, your spouse, your brother and sister, whatever, mm-hmm. to work on yourself first. Like it doesn't seem to make sense Mm-mm. at all, but it's, it does. That's how it works. And I'm, I say all the time, I'm grateful for the addiction that I would, I'm in this relationship because I would have never mm-hmm. figured my own shit out. Sure. And I'm fucked up too. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I would have never figured that out. So it's, it's hard to wrap your head around being grateful for something that basically destroyed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, rebuilt you better, completely. stronger, Why well, rebuilt faster. myself. Mm-hmm. They, exactly. A hundred percent. And still rebuilding. I feel like it's, it's a lifelong thing. You're constantly going to be growing and moving, but um, to realize all of that and to go, Oh my God, my relationships were shit Mm -hmm. because I wasn't happy with me. It sounds so counter counterintuitive, counterproductive, but it's not. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, kind of where I was getting at with the the life school before, because I remember being younger and like hearing stuff like this, like, oh, you need to love yourself more and passing and be like, yeah, I got it. I love myself more. Yeah. Right. Like, I have no problem with that. And then I think there's a certain point. And I think I think it's, in my opinion, when you hit 30, mm-hmm. you, you take a step, you're like, OK, I'm an adult now mm-hmm. and I have X amount of time mm-hmm. on this planet. What are all these things people were talking about over the years, like self-love yeah. and taking care of yourself and exercising? Yeah, and this isn't right. a new concept. No, but right. it's it's something that when before you're 30 year old, you're like, I don't care. I don't care. Right. It's like, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel good. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do things like self-care and self-love and, and whatnot, when you do hit a certain age, it catches up with you mm-hmm. and can destroy it. And then you have to learn. Yeah. Over. Mm-hmm. At age 30 to mm-hmm. love yourself again. And probably well, again when you're 40. Yeah. And even going through that, we were talking about when you're a kid, there's mm-hmm. some things that, that surface that you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize that affected me so much. Right. Mm. I, I can get you in touch with an art therapist that'll make you draw <laughs> the non-dominant hand and your childhood uh, uh, stuff will come up. Wow. I refuse to draw with my left hand. Just as It was a previous episode. <laughs> I was just joking. I, um, <laughs> I also had an epiphany the other day that if we want to not love ourselves and to justify how it's everyone else's fault all the time, mm-hmm. that we have to cling to these narratives from our past mm-hmm. that are so real for us. And people do it a lot of times with like any sort of like negative life experience. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you didn't, this didn't happen to you when you were a kid mm-hmm. or like, this is why I'm like this today. And it mm-hmm. like continues to provide this like shield for us mm-hmm. or we're like, well, you, like this didn't happen to you when you were 10. Yeah. Or like, oh, you were popular in high school. Congratulations. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like you don't have to be defensive. Like mm-hmm. and you don't have to like hang on to it anymore. Like let it go. Right. Like you're where you're at today. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be that person unless you were. So like, yeah. okay, you had a shit childhood. So did like 95% of people <laughs> in America. Like, okay, cool. Great. Let's yeah. move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's letting that go. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. that's, uh, you know, like you want to, you want to like justify it or like, well, I, well, I can be shitty in this relationship because someone in my other relationship cheated on me and that's where it comes from. Let mm-hmm. it go. Be done. Yeah. yeah. Like don't mm-hmm. think about what you don't want. Think about 
what you do right. want in a relationship. Yeah. So what would be the thing you would want people to take away? Love yourself. <laughs> love yourself. One thing. That, uh, that doesn't love themselves. Mm. How can they start? Mm. You would think I'd have like a quick answer for that, right? No, it's too complicated. Yeah, it is. How would they start saying no more mm. often? To? To things that don't serve you. So you don't have to go to every birthday. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to every family event. Um, if it's going to piss you off or it's if, if you're going to leave there venting about something, just say no. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a huge practice that gets easier with time also, but allows you to start reprioritizing what you want and what you're going to put up with and what your boundaries are going to be. Hmm. Start saying no. Say no yeah. and love yourself and love yourself as much as you can. I, guess. I feel like that goes against mm-hmm. like year of yes. And um, what was right. the yes, man? Yes, man. Well, I think you can say yes to new experiences or th- like say yes. yes to yourself and things that, you know, make you happy. Mm-hmm. And it's not like one of those like millennial things where it's like, I'm not doing anything that doesn't make me happy. It's right. not <laughs> like that. It's like setting boundaries for yourself and knowing like that's not in alignment with what I'm working mm-hmm. on right now. And if it will throw you off, yeah. you don't do it. I mean, if you're, you know, writing a book and there's a party every weekend, you're either going to write the book or you're going to go party. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, you just need to get in alignment with the things that are serving you. Fair enough. Unless you're Charles Bukowski. And, and the part of self-love though is like, it doesn't matter. Cause you think like, well, if I say no, they're not going to like me anymore. Exactly. Or they're never going to ask me out again. Yep. Or if I say no to my husband, like he's never going to want to have sex again or he's never yeah. going to. And it's like, that's bullshit. It is. You have to love yourself enough it to is. know that. You can say no and you're still lovable and worthy. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Did you have fun? Yeah, this was Was it weird? At first, sure. Just just it's (laughs) mostly because I can hear myself Mm -hmm. and like every little like click thing. You have a nice air voice. Oh, thanks. I agree. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to thank everybody from do you want to plug yourself? Do you want to plug all your where can we find you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be on the show notes too on our website. Okay. You can find me on Facebook as Amber Huffman Hanel and on Instagram as Amber.Hanel. Website coming? Website coming. Cool. And your book, The Expedition? The Expedition. Will be out on Valentine's Day, yeah. 2019. Yes. So sweet. Woo. So look for that, everyone. You know, if Sarah finishes her. God, session. I know I'm going to finish tonight. <laughs> I think you should get a, another doctor. <laughs> And thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) I'm loving myself anyway. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Uh, You want to say bye? Everybody, I hope that you have a wonderful day full of lots of love for yourself and others. Be kind. Keep it real. Mm -hmm. The end. Okay, thanks for listening. subscribe and listen to us on all the major streaming platforms uh we need subscribers that's kind of how this podcast thing works and rate us on itunes you can follow us at recover everything on all the social media apps 
You can follow us at Recover Everything on social media. And don't forget to go to our website and say hello. Leave a comment. Be interactive.